Hey, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. What is the best slash worst movie to die in the middle of and never see the end of? Uh, Snakes on a Plane. Oh, yeah? For me, it's Hostel Part 2. Oh, yeah, you'd be stuck there forever. Start the theme music. I almost said suck the theme music. <laughs> I don't know why, but wow. that, that was on the tip of my tongue. I just wanted to point you got, that you out. You got there. Dracula on the brain? Dracula? What? Dracula? Dracula? Oh, that's where you went. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, my brain was thinking the other way. Dracula, don't be nerd. Yeah, Jesus. All right. Welcome, dear listener readers. Hello, everyone. To... Summaries. Your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Brought to you by Top Gallant Radio. Here, the conversation is always on books. Yeah, it's always on reading. It's always on words on the page. It's always on fucking tea. We are the only explitterate literature comedy podcast on the fucking market. Yes. So, yeah. Literally. Li- quite literally. Explitterately. 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 Yes. Uh, Gabe? Yeah? Who and what are you? Hello, everyone. My name is Gabe Mara. I'm a comedian every now and again. I'm a uh-huh. writer and a podcast uh-huh. producer. Mm. And the way things are going now, oh. I may never be a bartender again. Oh. Well, let's hope not. Co-host, who are you? I'm Daniel Gonzalez. Gonzalez. An audio producer, editor, writer, and an author of upmarket speculative fiction. Oh, we're upmarket now. <laughs> upmarket. I've been doing some research on certain things, so. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, and that's the end of the show. <laughs> that's, <laughs> wow. That's it. We spent all our energy. All right. No. Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Even though this is not Oatstober. No. The, the infamously spooky month mm-hmm. where all we do is talk about Joyce Carol Oates and yes. women's issues. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, th- for some reason, I-, I feel like there's still some spookiness kind of left in the chamber. Here. How do you mean? I- as in, like, I feel there's, there's, we're going to talk about ghost stories and also that we might still be haunted by someone who's not physically in the room. We're haunted by Chuck Palahniuk? Yeah. We have not done any Chuck Palahniuk. We have not. I'm surprised. That would be an interesting... All right. Yeah, let's just do guts. Let's put it... Yeah, I mean, I'm all fire. If you haven't fucking read it. I've I mean, read it. Yeah, I've read it too. We have a ghost in the <laughs> studio. A ghost in the... What? What's happening? Roast. Wow. <laughs> all right. No. All right. I got nothing. <laughs> I got to be honest. Uh, we have a ghost. Ghost. Speak. Who are you, sir? Whoa! <laughs> I'm John Lunger, the ghost, here to be oh a guest God. on the podcast. Oh yeah. my shitting Christ! <laughs> we have a male ghost. That's new. <laughs> That's new. Hmm. This I is... mean, it, it can it can still be as if not more erotic this way. <laughs> That's a, yeah, uh, I like how the let's let's ex, let's uh, very much refer to John as male ghost. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I like right. the, I like the idea. Yeah, it's like there are ghosts, and then there's you know male ghosts. John yeah. Lunger, male ghost. Mm. Yeah, I, how does that make you feel, John? <laughs> um, guilty. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we didn't say white male ghost. You could, yeah. you could have been. No, now you're white male ghost. I'm sorry. Uh. <laughs> All right, uh, John. John, it's... thank you for being on our show. Thanks for killing me. <laughs> oh shit, we killed you too. Oh fuck. <laughs> I died I'm... dialing into this podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, was it, was it like a what was the, the the was it a pulse kind of deal that you you used the, the FaceTime and the FaceTime killed you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like uh, it was like making a smoothie for breakfast, uh, but in mm. my but in my soul. 
<laughs> I appreciate that. Um, John, please introduce yourself to our listeners for those who might not know who you are. I am John Lunger. I am a sometimes comedian, sometimes uh, podcaster, and all the time uh, male ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Full-time male ghost. Full-time male ghost. Yeah, I dig that. Uh, John, thank you so much for, for joining us for an extended Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, if ever there was a year that we should extend Halloween, it's this one, and I'm happy to oblige. Yeah, and you know, we're we're extending a little bit of the spookiness Mm -hmm. and then a little bit of 2020 synergy. We're talking about dead people Mm -hmm. and empty movie theaters. Yeah. yeah, both both can also be uh, 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 symbolized by uh, Sean Connery right now. Oh, oh yeah, he, John, you a Sean Connery fan? Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That seemed hesitant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just process. I'm trying to process emotions. Like uh, I don't know. Like it sucks. I, I I think it was this morning that I woke up and saw that he passed away, and I was like, oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, should I feel more than I do? Like I don't know. Like, I mean. I mean, not, I don't know if anyone's... I mean, he was like an old-ass man. Like, yeah, yeah, no one was car- surprised. His career... He retired like 20 years ago, almost. Yeah. yeah. He, he didn't do anything really recently, and the last things he did do weren't exactly like yeah. shining, perfect films. The last... Yeah. The movie that drove him out of the business was The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which... LXG, baby! Yeah. It makes sense why he doesn't make another movie after that. Yeah, yeah, no, that that adds up. Um, oh. just just yesterday, I watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade for because you know I just I just kind of felt like it. Mm. Do you think that maybe you, that was like a portend of his death? Oh, maybe. Well, no, you know, wait, you watched it after he after it was revealed that he died. Oh yeah, no, I watched <laughs> it yesterday. I just I just felt oh, okay. like yeah, 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 yeah. do. No. <laughs> no, I don't think I had any hand in killing Sean Connery. Well, you don't know that. That's true. I'm trying to think. Like, does anyone have like? like personal smaller favorites of Sean like you know obviously you're gonna like him in Indiana Jones you're gonna mm-hmm. like him in The Rock uh, maybe The Rock is that like the small personal movie you could be like for me he'll always be John Rock you know, <laughs> you know there's gonna be a guy who's like oh Highlander is like my favorite movie or yeah. there's gonna be a dude well, who's lots like lots of people love Highlander yeah. I've never seen it but I'm yeah. sure like like we all have like like grandparents or dads who are still like, like oh the only Bond is Connery yeah oh, yeah I'm more interested He's... in exploring the universe where someone actually chooses Highlander as their favorite movie. <laughs> like, I know, like, lots of people love it, and that's great, but, like, their favorite? Like, favorite. Is Highlander? Really? It, yeah. It is a schlocky, beloved movie, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's. I don't know, I think it's kind of like a, I, I imagine it's a lot like um, a, a film I know you're very familiar with, John, um, uh, Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, fuck it's that an piece objective... of shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of not good, but then there's there's a weird like it hits this this note of oh so Sean Connery is a Spaniard and he doesn't even try yeah <laughs> right, that's cool yeah that you you just you just let it gloss by oh that's why like his best role was him just playing an Irish American you know in the Untouchables yeah mm. like that that it's like listen Sean Connery you can't play a Spaniard <laughs> you can't play anyone not aggressive. How about if you were just a fucking Irish beat, Irish American beat cop, and he's like, "I'm on it, motherfuckers." What are you prepared to do? Yeah, John, 
<laughs> Swift um, transition. So you are on our literature podcast. Um, surprise! Surprise! Yeah. Please tell, please tell us. And I, I don't think I know this very much about you. Mm-hmm. Are you a bigger reader? What are your favorite books? If so, okay. So I, I am uncomfortable defining myself as a big reader, uh, mm. but I'm a medium reader. And I am, I'm like, as an, uh, as an adult in my late thirties, I've like re rediscovered a love for it. So like, All right. I, I would say in like high school, big reader, college, it went away. Uh, and mm-hmm. then recently, yeah, like in the last two or three years started super getting back into it. I love, I love, uh, like cosmic horror and speculative fiction, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Daniel is all about speculative fiction. Yeah, yeah. I am. I write upmarket. Up market. Daniel, yeah. please, please explain to me and John what do you mean by upmarket? I refuse to explain it. Okay. No, okay. no, I'll explain we'll, it. We'll, we'll, we'll I just till... thought it'd be funny, just like be yeah. like, I will no. not. <laughs> no, we, we can wait till plugs if you want to. If we want to keep on this, this no, no. The train rolling. Upmarket just kind of means like it's it's less of like you know what I mean, like like genre pot boiler kind of stuff. Like sure. if I say like, uh, hey, I'm writing a mystery story. Story, like you can do like you can fart out like hey here's like an ongoing series that I'm just gonna write out it just it's very formulaic but it, it does that thing uh-huh. and then you can do like ton of French's uh, in the woods or whatever that's like upmarket sure yeah so it's kind of like I, I almost wanted to say would you call it like boutique you write boutique no speculative fiction no well sorry upmarket upmarket <laughs> is an actual term <laughs> that's fine whatever yeah, yeah but sorry, like just Jesus. just because it's an actual term doesn't mean it's a good term. <laughs> well, it's like, right, it's an adjective, right? So it's supposed to inform us of what kind of speculative fiction you write. But well, so far, I don't, more... I don't understand. No, no problem. Well, it's actually, it's more of like an industry term. It's not like, ah, okay. it's not like a customer facing term. Okay, okay there so. we go. That's what's that, going to That's another, that's another thing. It's just, I've been, <laughs> I've been seeing that word a lot and I'm, I'm realizing it's like, what? I do that? All right. Whatever. Yeah. Daniel writes cozy mysteries. <laughs> Clearly. Yes. Uh-huh. All uh, about who stole the fudge. Anyway, this is about me and being an upmarket boy. Yeah. Mm. John, tell us about your favorite books. John being a down market boy. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I, I have a shelf, uh, in, in my house that has like all of my, what I've defined as my favorite books and and there are a nice. lot of creature comforts in there um I Wait, can we yeah. can we can we guess mm-hmm. what's on the list please do all right first one mm-hmm. Atlas shrugged <laughs> <laughs> the complete Ayn Rand yeah uh, yeah absolutely yeah definitely definitely <laughs> get down with that bullshit nope not, it, sorry it did not make the list Oh, oh, damn it. Man. I'm just way off. Yeah, no. Um, so some of my most recent, like, favorite kind of discoveries, and this is unfortunate only because it's going to sound so fucking trendy right now just because HBO went and made a great series. But Matt Ruff's mm. Lovecraft Country was in- incredible. Uh, yeah. You know, and, get on that. and discovering, uh, you know, I one of the things that turned me on to reading as an adult was unfortunately the short stories of a bigoted, horrible man. Uh, so to be able to find, you know, some stories like, uh, like obviously Lovecraft Country. Um, yeah. Oh gosh, why can't I think of uh, the Ballad of Black Tom by uh, Vincent? Why can't I think of his last name? Oh God, I'm familiar. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, I forgot oh, the guy's uh, name. Vic- Victor Laval. <clears throat> Yeah, Victor Laval. Still doesn't ring a bell, but I, uh, I, I've heard yeah. of uh, The Ballad of Black Tom. What, I think what, I've heard about what that. What is that? So it's his, uh, he took the horror at Red Hook, one of the more bigoted, one of the more blatantly bigoted Lovecraft stories. Uh, yes, indeed. And uh, he he kind of, 
he rewrote it because it's also a shitty ending and not one of the better stories uh, in general. Mm-hmm. And so he, he wrote it from the, the point of view of a black protagonist. And uh, it's very, very good. It's very good. It's a short story. It's very, a good read. Um, actually, one of, one of his novels, uh, The Changeling, uh, was a, a on my shelf of my favorite books, uh, taking mm-hmm. the, the famous fairy tale of The Changeling and, and kind of setting it in... Uh, an updated uh, uh, Manhattan and kind of ah, yeah oh so good cool. uh, but then I go back to like uh, like uh, just really like cliche things within that kind of cosmic horror world like the King in Yellow mm. um, sure uh, which, old Bob Chambers old Bobby Bob Chambers um, <laughs> Chamber Dog yeah Chamber Dog uh, you know speaking of terrible people who wrote books that I loved. Um, <laughs> And I've blocked his name out because I've subsequently found out he's a huge, like, Islamophobic piece of shit. But uh, The Terror, uh, fantastic. Dan Simmons? Yeah, yeah. Dan Simmons is an Islam... Whoa. Wait, yeah. when is he an Islamophobic? It was a Twitter thing, I believe. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I actually didn't hear about that. Because I, I read a bunch of Dan Simmons. Not not like his like most well-known, like, uh, mm-hmm. his, fa- his fantasy sci-fi stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the terror I loved. I read uh, or I listened to the Abominable Brood, mm-hmm. and there's a couple other things. No, actually, I didn't know about that. Yeah, and and I was very disappointed to to find out about it because I loved 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 the terror. Uh, yeah, no, that's a that's a disappointment. I also yeah. need to look that up to confirm it. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I might I, was, I, was... I might be wrong on the specific uh, the specific reason why he sucks. It might not be Islamophobia. It might be some other. <laughs> it might just, be some other first form. Guess. <laughs> well, I, I, it's it's one of those things where like I learned about it, I got really I, upset, and then like I just wrote him and off. You're like I don't. Yeah, you don't want to think about it anymore. Yeah, and so I'm like whatever. <laughs> like I'm just not gonna think about it. But like it was something very bigoted and, and disappointing, and I forget what it was. Um, yeah, I, you, you said bigoted, like like cliche author, and I was like, here comes the Orson Scott card. And ah. I know it's, it's Dan Simmons. Oh my! No, I yeah. didn't know that. And That's I thought, news. Are they going to talk about some of like his earlier uh, stuff? Like I know, like like was probably very like you know white people writing about like non-white cultures, or whatever. Like Song of Kali, which was his first novel. But no, I didn't know about this. Oh, also, not on his Wikipedia page. Got to use the old Google. Oh, Google Dogs. But go ahead. I didn't mean to. No, I don't need a Google Google. Um, John, please take a photo of this bookshelf so we can put it to our social medias. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I can do that. And in fact, I'm disappointed that I didn't do it before guesting. That would have been really smart to do because I, kn- <laughs> I knew I was going to be on a, a literary podcast. Um, We're not very put together, John. There is a box of a grocery store box wine on the table, I think. And, you know... I, I, Daniel watched me as I accidentally opened another can of Kroger brand seltzer water, and then I just poured it into another can. So we're just we're grasping at straws. Yeah. Okay. So I am on the Google, and I am finding lots of uh, things. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's a lot. <laughs> not, not like it's not, not like it's like a lot of like bunch of like little mini but like i think someone described him as kind of being like a a right wing kind of like a, a paranoid kind of dude but he oh, no. he talks shit about what's her name greta thunberg yeah yeah, oh, yeah greta actually i do think i remember that happening i just forgot about it yeah okay. and then there's like you just know he's a QAnon guy now yeah, yeah and there's whispers of like anti-semitism and some other stuff that i don't really feel like digging into that because i'd rather talk to you gentlemen about uh yeah. any yeah, literally also, like, anything else yeah that's why i'm like literally looking through us i'm like that's a lot not like one it's like a bunch of things and i was like eh, all right. yeah it's like one of those things where you're anyway. like this feels like a pattern of behavior so i'm just gonna write it all like i just need to there are other authors that deserve my time 
Yes, you know? exactly. this book's always really long anyway. It's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the that's true. the worst crime. Yeah, <laughs> but I think my ultimate guilty pleasure reading, uh, and there's quite a lot of them, uh, which I, I, I don't know, maybe either speaks to I'm not alone or maybe I'm a hack. Is there are there's so many you know there's full length novels and there's a shit ton of short stories that mash up uh, the Cthulhu mythos with uh, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, oh right, and it just scratches an itch that I didn't know I had. Yeah, no, Neil Neil Gaiman did one called like a study in Emerald. Yep, yep, some, some damn thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did we do that for the show, Daniel? No, I think we were, we were talking about. We were doing talking it, about we doing do that. It. I think it won an award and everything, but no, yep. love yep. that. Yeah, well, I'm all for doing that. I was gonna say we didn't do Neil Gaiman yet, but we did the uh, the audiobook for Sandman. Oh yeah, nice. that was yeah. a good time. Yeah, yeah I, mean, no, I, I, I highly like, recommend complete audio adaptation of of sandman it's it's great yeah nice yeah sandman is incredible i actually it was so funny like my reading my my rediscovery of of reading for pleasure came from discovering comic books for the first time in my 30s uh i i missed it as a child and so i don't know the impetus for it but i was just like i'm gonna do this and so i did and and i i went in hard and i had the discoveries that most people have over their lifetime of like from superheroes to indie publishers and like all that thing sure so i I like condensed that into like five years and then i was like okay storage is an issue everybody always runs into (laughs) that i gotta stop Mm -hmm. this and then somehow i don't know i became a a real boy and started reading uh, uh chapter books Oh, with no pictures in it? No pictures. Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'm never there. Yeah, no, a big fan of that. However, we probably should... uh, Talk about the book. Yeah, get into what we're going to talk about. But, John, tell us about those comic books as we come along in those big chapter books. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I do want to say, though, um, definitely out there, if you enjoy this schlock, oh, yeah, I forgot to uh, this. you should totally rate, review, and subscribe this, and then tell friends. You need to be, like, new show best friend, Felix Taylor. The Troll Widow. Or you can be, like, our show's nemesis, mm-hmm. Dan Nitro Clark of American yes. Gladiator, and this podcast, The American Way. <laughs> yeah, John, I don't know if you, you listened to the previous episode. We've made enemies of Dan Nitro Clark of American Gladiators. I'm mm-hmm. very proud of this. You and should I'm be. terrified, because he's probably like a 20-minute drive from us. Oh, yeah. But, yes, please, sorry to skim so in the thing. Rate, review, and subscribe to our show. Please write a review for our show because that's the best possible way to make our show grow. We need you. Yeah, he, is, he doesn't actually hate us, I'm sure. No, he's, I think just, he's, he... he's just playing into the Nitro thing because he knows we love Nitro. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Let's hang out, Dan. Anyway. And John. And John. Yo, I'm on the other I, side of the country. I feel, <laughs> like, I feel like we need to start a book club with Nitro. Oh my god. No, I if mean, we just have him like like honestly I wanna see if he wants to produce a new show of, of like alongside his own where it's just like the Nitro <laughs> Book Club. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty great. So right, that's... John, now that that's all out of the way. Yeah. Um it is really great to have you on the program. I caught um you and I know each other from the Lehigh Valley comedy scene where what? I've done your show a few times mm-hmm. and that's always been a great time. Uh uh what uh, what's it called again? Oh, bad advice. Bad. I was like, bad decisions of John Lunger? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bad advice. It's a really great time. And um, I actually asked you to come on the show a little while ago, and you selected this story. Please tell the listeners what you picked. I picked the fantastic short story by Joe Hill, 20th Century Ghost. Ba-boom! One S. One S. Um, John. Daniel. 
Okay. <laughs> that uh, was a lot of gravity. All right. I, I did some research on Joe Hill that I want to kind of share because uh, this is the first time we've covered any Joe Hill for mm-hmm. the Yeah, show. kind of surprisingly. Um, yeah, we've. he's one of those guys I think we've been talking about talking, we've been doing since like we started, basically, but yeah. like, we've never done. Um, so uh, briefly, uh, John, what have you, why, why did you decide to do this story? Yeah, what is your history of Joe Hill? So my history of Joe Hill is going back to uh, when we're talking about me discovering uh, indie comic books that weren't superheroes. Uh, oh, Lock and Key? Yeah, so the man wrote Lock, Lock and, and Key, key maybe. Now a, a very popular uh, Netflix show, I believe. I forgot that came out. Yeah. yeah, it came out earlier. This year has a second season, supposedly in development, but you cool. know, obviously like with the shutdowns and such, I don't know. Cool. So yeah. that was my absolute first time crossing its path. It's a great series, but then I think anytime you discover something by Joe Hill, uh, one of your friends inevitably is like, oh, you know that Stephen King son? Uh, and I'm like, I, yeah, I, I, I do now. Thanks, guy. Do you, do, you, do you mean do you mean the obscure husband of of novelist Tabitha King? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it wasn't until recently that I actually read any of Joe's short stories. Like I, uh, I was hoping you'd say Joe's prose. Oh, damn Joe's it! Prose. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you're gonna say Joe's chapter books. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like I, because I didn't say Joe's bro, uh, prose, I can no longer claim to be a comedian. <laughs> uh, so that sucks, but no, it, I, I think as I kind of like, as I started becoming a more uh, voracious reader, I think over the last two years, love that word. Uh, thank you. Uh, it you know, what's more perfect for a, a weekend like like a Saturday afternoon? Like I wish I would have done this like this weekend of been able to go to a used bookstore and just like hunt. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And so like I've just. My to-be-read piles are insane. They've, there's lots of Joe Hill in them. And then, oh, gosh, I don't know, maybe a month ago. I haven't – the trauma of, of the pandemic has treated us all very differently. I've been struggling reading anything of length and short stories. Uh, mm. Have really Short stories don't get enough credit, first of all. They're incredible. Oh, for sure. And there are so many yeah. wonderful collections out there. Um, so I've got – I think I'm reading – five different collections of short stories right now like just they're all basically spe- well, you, speculative horror you know how comedy works gotta name them all <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah so um the valancourt book of world horror uh just got released oh. uh it uh. is it's really really cool a plug for a small publisher um they collected horror stories mostly modern uh from around the world that had never been translated into English previously. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really cool. So I'm reading that. Like, world horror is, like, something that's so fascinating. Like, I, you know, we try to read as much, you know, non-white male, like, authors, like, mm-hmm. you know, as, as much as possible. Sure. Especially internationally. And, you know, we, mm-hmm. we've dipped our toes into some um, African literature, some Japanese, but honestly, like, the idea of reading genre literature from other countries sounds super exciting to me. It's great. I will find a way to, like, run into the other room at some point later and I can tell you all about it. So there's that. Uh, I'm reading uh, Joe Hill's 20th Century Ghosts. I'm not through that collection yet. Uh, Solid, solid. I have, uh, is it, I think you say it's Laird Barron, I think is how you say his name. Uh, His uh, Swift to Chase. Uh, It's a collection of kind of like cosmic horror, but it's like dystopian nightmare fuel, but it all takes place loosely in the same universe in Alaska. 
Sweet. Um, so that's cool. I have an aforementioned uh, Sherlock Holmes slash Cthulhu mythos mashup collection called Shadows Over Baker Street. Cool. And what is the fifth one? Oh, the fifth one is I'm rereading. Uh, is it Nathan Ballingrude's Wounds, which is an incredible, incredible selection uh, of I think six or seven short stories that all uh, take place in a extended universe. Wounds was turned into a Hulu horror movie. Um, oh, honestly, it's the weakest story in the whole bunch. <laughs> uh, but some of them are just two cuckoo bananas for anyone want to produce uh, for the motion pictures. Love that. All right. And uh, yeah, so let's move forward in terms of talking with this uh, this little this little old story. Daniel, you did your research and your yes. homework. Please tell us all about Mr. Joseph Hillerson. All right, I'll try and be quick about this. Fuck off, Fox News notification. All right, we have a Fox News app. Honestly, for diversity. That's fair, actually. Yeah. No, honestly, I, that specifically, it's like, well, I want to do that because everything else just always sounds the same, and it's oh. always great when you see like something very kind of like it's like oh. Trump, uh, tr- Trump, <laughs> uh, Trump, Trump pulled his balls out in front of a bunch of uh, female teenagers, and then Fox News will be like, "Like these are the recipes to avoid for Thanksgiving." You know, it's anyway. Interesting. Uh, so okay, <clears throat> so I did some research on this guy named Joe Hill. Gabe already stole my uh, the comedy bit where I was going to just constantly refer to him as the son of uh, award-winning novelist Tabitha King and poet. Yes, and poet uh, Joseph Hillstrom King. Second born of th- out of three children to acclaimed novelist Tabitha King. He has an older <laughs> sister, Naomi, and a younger brother, Owen. By the way, uh, Naomi, she's the only one who I think like of the, of the family who isn't, isn't actually the writer. a writer. She is, in fact, a, uh, a minister and uh, 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 has a, a female partner in life. Oh, yeah. gross. <laughs> no, just kidding. That's a hot <laughs> take. That's a hot take, Gabe. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> Gabe over here is like, that is disgusting. That is disgusting. Ah. It goes against God. I believe that sex should only be between two men. Anything else, horrible. <laughs> so moving on, that's going to be a, 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 a little thing Sound that bite. people out there can cut and just <laughs> use to whatever they feel like. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. To prove Joe can achieve success on his own skills and not trading on the clout of award-winning author and parent Tabitha King, Joseph Hillstrom King took up the name uh, Joe Hill. Uh, the use of the pen name is in fact very similar to the eldest, crotchiest, and grossest King family member who once published under the name Richard Bachman, mm. uh, basically to prove that like he's earned the reputation of his actual name. Yes. <clears throat> right. um, I believe he is um, uh, the lead of Richard Bachman Maximum Overdrive. Is that is that a thing? Is that what it called that? No, I'm, I'm making a pun about Turner Bachman Overdrive. Oh, is that what that was? That was? Never okay. mind. John, did that hit? Did that hit you? Uh, well, I knew what it was supposed to be, and I'll just leave it at that. Damn it! Okay, <laughs> moving on. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hill's first professional sale was in 1997. His first book is 20th Century Ghosts, which came out in 2005. Obviously, the short story collection that contains this story. Yes, indeed. Uh, Joe, the bro, Hill, has been racking up awards since 2005. I hope that was a direct copy-paste from Wikipedia. <laughs> it was not. After much speculation and a 2007 Variety article that basically like blew open the truth, uh, Joe Hill admitted in 2007 that he is, in fact, the second son of Tabitha King and the elder brother of writer Owen King. Mm. 
most of Joe Hill's published work has been adapted or most or almost adapted for the screen. For example, here's a few. Heart Shaped Box was almost made into a film by uh, Interview with a Vampire director Neil Jordan. But oh, wow. It, the project stalled. Uh, Nosferatu is getting its second season at AMC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lock and Key, we already briefly mentioned that, is yes, getting indeed. a second season as well on Netflix. Uh, and Horns, his second novel, was made into a film starring Daniel Radcliffe. Dan Rad. Uh, Joe Hill finally submitted to his father, to uh, his father, quote unquote, Grandpa Kings, begging and collaborated <laughs> with them on two projects. First is the novella In the Tall Grass, which is made into a subpart Netflix movie. Too bad. Uh, Joe Hill also had a story of his. Uh, the Joe Hill story is by the Silver Water of Lake Champlain, uh, which was adapted into the new uh, Creep Show show. Oh, cool! Um, which was co-created by Grandpa King. Uh, this installment, this the which uh, I don't know if does, has anyone seen the new Creep Show no. show? John? No, not yet. Yeah, every episode. There's only like eight or six episodes of like the first season or whatever, but like every episode is actually two stories that each of them have like their own like directors and writers and everything. Neat. Um, uh, the the Joe Hill story was actually directed by special effects legend Tom Savini. Oh, fine. So also, uh, I just found out because apparently a creep show. I've not seen it, but is always very interesting. Uh, a special episode of Creep uh, Creep Show just aired. Uh, one part is an adaptation of Joe Hill's story "Twitterings from the Circus of the Dead," okay, s- starring Joey King. Hey, not related. No relation. No relation. Aww. I just think that's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the other the other story was based on Grandpa King's story "Survivor Type," which I have seen. Oh, great. A uh, complete side note. <laughs> wait, is Survivor Type the one with the guy in the plane and the heroine? Oh, wait, that is that one. I'm getting confused with the other one that's about the woman who runs. Uh, right. I don't know. You're right. You're right. It is that one. The one that apparently he he used in on, on writing to make reference saying about the research he does where he reached out and is like, listen, if you were trapped on an island, how much of yourself could you realistically eat without dying or passing out? And the guy was like, all right. Well, here's how it goes. Wait, wait, let, let, me, let me finish. Yeah. <laughs> you have a lot of heroin. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, complete side note. Uh, uh, slow Reader's darling Joe R. Lansdale yeah. wrote a story that was included in the Creep Show episode uh, that was co-written by his son, Keith, and daughter, Casey. Casey Lansdale is a writer, actress, editor, and country music singer-songwriter. Awesome. And an acclaimed note of, uh, of total professionalism, a total babe. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Great, Daniel. Other side note, a Creepshow uh-huh. app was uh, written and directed by Hollywood juggernaut Rob Schraub. Hey. The episode co-starred Kit Cuddy, Kate Frund, Frund, how do you say that, and Jeffrey Combs. Hey. Right. I just wanted to add that because that's cool. Yeah, uh, love <laughs> it. Awesome. All right. Um, uh, so actually, now that we have some research done, yeah, I was gonna say uh, <clears throat> uh, let's. Now we're gonna talk about the story "20th Century Ghost." Mm-hmm. And if you don't mind, normally we throw this to the to the guest, but Gabe, I think I'm gonna turn this to you. Me? I can you, as succinctly as possible, sure. Tell what happens in this story, "20th Century Ghosts." Ghost. Ghost. Okay. Ghosts is the book. Gotcha. So in "20th Century Ghost," it is a short story about. The Rosebud Theater in New Hampshire. Well, primarily, it follows its current proprietor, an older gentleman named Alec, who had been living in a town for a long while. He and many others across the decades encountered a ghost in the theater. At this point, Alec's kind of old hand at it, and he know, like, he lets people, like, be like, bro, I saw the ghost! And he's like, that's nice, son. 
But whenever someone actually sees it, um, he, he finds a nice special connection with them. The ghost, basically, is a young woman around the age of 19 or so who is beautiful and um, a cinephile, apparently, who has a bloody nose. And if you're lucky, if you're the right kind of person, the right kind of time, the ghost, Imogen Gilchrist. Gilchrist? Gilchrist, I always thought it was Gilchrist. Yeah, Gilchrist. Yeah, Yeah, at least Gilchrist. She will show up and speak to a random person, well, not random, a selected person in the theater, mostly about how good a certain movie is. And there's a certain selection of them, and they're always interesting films. It's really great. And basically, it the rest of the story follows the history of people who have met Imogen, um, Alex, uh, Alec, and how he came to own the theater and run the theater, and its renovation through those who have met Imogen in the past and grew to love the theater itself. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the long and short of 20th Century Ghost. Yes. Did I miss anything, team? John, did he miss any details in that story? That are essential to understanding story it. Story detective. I mean, I would say that covers, that's a good synopsis if we don't want to spoil anything. That's too much. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only thing we're not spoiling right now are our feelings. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You can't spoil feelings, they're too sweet. I'm having my uh, box wine with a little old tea bag in it. Yeah, it's, it's box it's wine, fine, who whatever. cares? Yeah, nothing means anything anymore. Um... Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to read the story, it is available for 99 cents online if you just search for it. Yeah, um, uh, uh, that's actually a good point. I'm sorry. J- John, you have the book itself, right? The collection? I do, yes. I bought it for a quarter, and I'm very proud of that fact. Awesome. That's I have point. an old copy back home in Pennsylvania. Uh, I believe both me and Gabriel got the 99 cent ebook that is available. Which oh, I, I got it for free off Overdrive, the wonderful app that allows you to borrow audiobooks and ebooks via your local library for free. Uh, in that case, we probably have the same package. It's not just the story. <laughs> it's actually, it, there's also, it fo- it's followed by an acknowledgement that contains a secret story. And also it contains the first, like, fi- the prologue and first five chapters of The Fireman, which probably was coming oh, out yeah. at the same time. So for 99 cents, you got a little uh, Joe Hillstrom sampler. Yeah, what you say, Joe Hillstrom sandwich? Joe, Joe Hillstrom platter. A Joe platter. A poo-poo platter? A Joe Hillstrom bully. Oh, See, that's not bad. That's why you're the comedian over that's here. That's why we have the funny guy. That's why, we, that's why we pay you the big bucks. All oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Um, I, I tell you what, before we start talking about how much we fucking love the story. How much I fucking jado to it. What we need to do, we need to go on break. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we have a game to play. We do. I believe it's Gabe that created the game. Uh-huh. <laughs> That'd be crazy if it wasn't. It'd be like, no, I didn't. It'd no, like, what? Like, huh? No, I did the sure. research <laughs> while you're staring at your phone. Yeah, uh, but we're gonna come. Back, we're gonna go on break. We'll come back play a game. We'll come back from that. We're gonna talk about our feelings and how we liked it and yada yada yada. All right, All right. Hey, everyone, we're throwing a break. Okay. Welcome back. Hello, dear listener, readers. How are you? Too. The John Lunger Show! John Lunger Show! (laughs) (laughs) Correct response. I'm John Lunger. I'm John Lunger. I am the ghost of John Lunger! (laughs) There we go. That adds up to me. And I'm the fake one who had a different last name. Uh, okay. <laughs> Gabriel. Yes. I believe you have a game for us. Yes, indeedy. 
Guys, I was gonna. I, I I had sworn to myself that after a whole month of Gatekeeper, I was gonna start November fresh with a with a not Gatekeeper. Uh-huh. But because we have a guest, and I feel like this is the perfect game to play for guests. I can always tailor make our other games to be just for you, Daniel. Mm-hmm. But because this is our last time we're having a guest for a couple weeks at least, I thought it'd be time to play a little bit of Gatekeeper. <gasps> gatekeeper. 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 Who's keeping the gate? Night. <laughs> oh no, who was keeping the gate? Nice. So, um, John, I think you have some familiarity with the game, but for mm-hmm. everyone who does not know what Gatekeeper is, there is a answer. It is an it is a certain proper noun. In this case, it is oh, wait, uh, hold on hold on a second. I'm not like I'm not like physically in the game. Like I don't know what the <laughs> oh, God damn <laughs> You don't it. have to if you don't want to. I'm just uh, I just right, want to all fuck right, with all you. Alright, alright, okay. Well all I'll, right. I'll I'll do it. Daniel invented this game, so I might as well do it the way he intends. I started doing some kind of like D and D. I'll I'll get know? to okay, it. Okay. Cue the sound effects. Okay. Before you is a large dark labyrinth of unknown origin, tendrils of vines and glowing green glue goo. Just soak up everywhere. You two are two intrepid travelers with 10 HP health points each. Also, wait, what's what's soaking? Isn't the labyrinth stone or is it something else? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Is it goo, or, is it goo? or glue? I think it's a bit of both. Uh, I don't okay. know. This space work isn't really doing it for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, be- yeah, it's, sorry, better than it w- it's better than it was. It's just, I don't know, paint a better word picture. You know, <laughs> I've never been a good DM. It's not, it's not my skill set. But anyway... Lightning strikes in the background, and before you stands ten gates. Oh no! Atop the gates is the horned helmet of the gatekeeper. 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 What you must now do is each. Oh Jesus! Uh, Fuck you, Mike. That was the gate. Um, Each of you has a chance in taking turns to select one of the ten gates. Mm. Behind each gate is the clue that will lead you to the ultimate answer that allow you through and out of the labyrinth. Whoever does not get it right or has the least amount of points at the end of the game is trapped in the labyrinth forever. Oh my god. Oh Oh god, I'm on fire. Katie's still down here. (laughs) There's a centaur. So, uh, you each start with 10 points and you each take turns selecting gates Mm -hmm. and you are allowed to guess basically at any time. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, you take your turns doing it, and if you choose to pass, you lose one point. If you answer and answer incorrectly, you lose two points. Your opponent gets a chance to steal from there or pass at no cost. Mm-hmm. And, and that's pretty much it. And John, if <clears throat> any of that was confusing, it probably was. Like we'll, you know, we'll talk about like how the game is played. Well, we're gonna write this down someday. You just, you know, it nope, hasn't come nope, out. Nope, nope, nope. This is an unwritten game. This is an oral tradition. <laughs> this is an oral tradition. That, yeah, that makes sense enough. for a literary podcast. <laughs> yeah. Just, just like just like Homer and blowjobs. <laughs> an oral tradition. All right, that's, that was pretty good. Yeah. I can dig that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, all right, so your category, as always, for me anyway, mm-hmm. is a famous book-to-film adaptation. Ooh. And I'll, okay. I'll, I'll go easy on you. It is... Horror <gasps> in honor of Joseph Hillstrom King. Oh my God! Brother T- of Owen King. Tabitha's son. Tabitha's son. All right. All right. So, uh, let's see here. Yama, each of you pick a number between one and fifty. John goes first. Thirteen. 
<laughs> I pick 14. You. Daniel, the number was 22. You... Oh, I just I just Dan Nitro Clarked it. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right, Daniel, so it's up to you. Do mm-hmm. you want to select the gate first, or would you rather have John select the gate first? You know what? Uh, normally I want the guest to win, but you know what? I'm going to take my first turn. Daniel loves to win. Or the first turn, not my first turn. I'm going to take the first right. turn. Uh, please keep track of your scores. Also, I don't know if we necessarily did this yet, we'll start the theme music. There we go. Okay. Daniel, please select the number between 1 and 10. I pick number 1. Number 1! Well, this is going to help you at all. But yeah, John, uh, keep your uh, uh, fingers keep up. Your and keep your fingers up. We'll, we'll let you know how many points you're losing and shit. Okay. Yes. Gate number one. Mm-hmm. This film came out in the 1980s. <laughs> that does not that help. That does not help. No. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm just going to pass. All right. <laughs> John, do you want to try to steal? I'm going down you, to nine points. Or do you pass as well at no cost? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a pass like a true gentleman. Okay. All right, all right. And uh, just say no, John, just because this is kind of like a new thing that, you know, since we're doing it like, you know, player against player. Uh, when you get a chance to steal before you take your official turn, technically, if you guess and guess it right, you actually gain one point. It's like the one thing in this game that helps you gain points. He heard last episode. He knows my, my shame. All right. Yeah, the game totally fucked it up. It was so mm. good. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I fucked myself right there. <laughs> John, mm. please select a gate from two through ten. Ten. Number ten. This is an interesting one, actually. I didn't know that just first. Mm-hmm. Like a like a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Yeah. Cutting those crusts off. I'm like, you're going for the crust first? Okay. Gate ten. The director of this film decided to make it because he felt there were, quote, too many Dracula films. What about the other horror creatures? Interesting. Interesting. Indeed. I really hope it ends up being a vampire movie anyways. Uh, what did that be? Like, like, a, like a twist on it? Yeah, it's like, oh, what if it was Dracula's neighbor? <laughs> Which, like, in Rome, like in, in Transylvania, like, his neighbor was maybe, like, a peasant? Maybe? <laughs> like, who's the closest yeah. person that lived to, to Vlad Dracul? And is it just, like, a, like a stirring drama about his life living next to uh, Vlad? Time out Dracula Untold. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the movie. It was not. It was not good. Mm-hmm. I heard it was not good. I like Luke Evans. That one good scene, and it was a reshoot scene. I don't even know if Luke Dracula. Evans like Luke Evans. <laughs> He's uh, an I, alienist. Sure. So uh, John, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna gamble. No, I'm gonna pass. I'm. I'm down to nine. All right. All right. Down to nine points. Nine to nine. Uh, I will also pass and take my turn. Okay, Daniel. Okay. Please select another gate. I select number three. Number three. Okay. Daniel, gate three. The film went on to have two more movies, a comic book adaptation, an Italian remake, and a stage play. Damn it. All right. <laughs> this could still... This could still... This could still be still. Uh, I have an idea of what it could possibly be. Interesting. But it's still just kind of vague, and I don't know about all those additional media. You know, I know about the first one. So, and it had two sequels? It had two sequels. Two sequels, an Italian ripoff. Remake, ripoff. Remake, remake, ripoff. A ripoff. Uh, a ripoff. <laughs> 
Is that Italian? That's like Borat. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I, I'm going to pass. Okay. Going down to eight points. Daniel's eight points. John, do you care to steal or would you like to move on at no cost? I'm going to pass and take my turn. All right, all right. We got a, we got a couple of gentleman warriors over here. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't got any gamblers. All right. So, Daniel eight, John nine. John, please select the gate. Seven. Seven. Here's an interesting one that if you happen to know it very well, it might it might clinch it for you. In his review, Leonard Maltin gave the film three stars stating that it was actually three and a half, but he had to penalize it half a star for ripping off Psycho of the opening theme music. Wow, this makes me wish I knew any music from Psycho other than the, <laughs> the ree, ree, ree. like, I don't even know if that's, yeah, like, that's it. Like, is that what he's talking about? And like, can you really rip mm. off that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> that feels like a, just, I don't know. It's just fundamental screeching. Ah. <laughs> Boy. That's my band, Fundamental Screeching. Mm, yeah. So what do we know so far? This is an 80s movie. Uh, Indeed. It's, it's, uh, it's not about Dracula, allegedly. No. Um, it, oof, wow. Three, three total in the movie series, plus comic books and shit. Oh, yes. boy. And ripping off Psycho theme music. I'll tell you what. I, I have I have an inkling of a guess, too, but I... I I'm not willing to put myself out there yet. I will. I'll take the hit and I will pass. All right. All right. It's a game of careful trap masters. Right, so you're going down to eight points. Yep. Eight points. Eight to eight. Daniel, do you want to make an attempt? You know what the annoying thing is that I know I have seen this movie where the intro of it is literally the intro to Psycho. I mm. don't remember what it was though, and it's kind of killing me. Mm. I had an idea of what it was, and maybe I'll guess this next turn, but okay. we'll see. Gabriel? Yes, Daniel. I'm going to take my turn. Okay, take your turn, please. Oh, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> just do it right back to me. I was expecting something more. Select I was like, I was like, no, your gate, please. Uh, Intrepid traveler. I will guess the gate we have. Wait, no. He just selected seven, right? Yes. Okay. Fuck. In that case, I'll do... Uh, I'm going to do a number two. A number two. Here's an interesting one. Okay. The original story was originally published in the amateur pulp magazine Homebrew before it went on to be republished in Weird Tales. Okay. You know, I'm going to take a guess. It was my oh. first guess. Oh, okay. I think it might be another thing. Okay. But I'm going to guess my Daniel, first... Daniel, taking a stab! This is what I was thinking, especially with, like, the what about the other ones that aren't vampires, right? Okay. Gabriel, is it an American werewolf in London? Daniel? Ooh, my guess as well. Wow. And John, I guess, at this point. But no, I mean, he's, he's first. Daniel, you're incorrect. Oh! Subtract two points. Down to six points. Uh, six you know points what? for you, Daniel. Nice. I was really competitive, and then when you had the same thing, you were thinking the same thing I was. Now I, I don't care who wins. It's an honor just to compete. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's, you know, that's the words of a true hero. All right, Yanni. All right, John, do you want to try to steal, or would you like to move on to your game? No, I'm moving on from my turn, because now I don't like Daniel anymore, because he called me Yanni. <laughs> it's an emotional roller coaster, just like Nitro. Yeah, I thought he called you Laurel. Uh, uh, please select a number. Uh, nine. Number nine. Here is a good one, I think. But also, it requires some interesting prior knowledge. 
Gate 9. In some miscellaneous extra appearances, the main character also appeared in the horror comic book Hack Slash. The video game Splatterhouse also took some clear inspiration. Ooh, I'm familiar with the comic book Hack Slash because my brother loves it. Always tried to get me in on board with it, and I never did. So I guess I'm not familiar with it at all. I'm more aware of it. <laughs> I'm aware that it was a thing. Uh, we see the intensity in your eyes, John. Shit. Uh, <laughs> I want that I intensity back. You know, I'm so glad you put your your turn your your video on because I want to see you lose. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. I, you know what? I, I don't know. You know, I I'm think gonna, the important thing to pass. do is to find a way to make sure it's oh. just Daniel and John facing each other. So, Daniel, please fix your thing so you are eye to eye of the man. Right. So, um... Uh, down to how many points there, John? Well, that wasn't his... That was his, that was his gate. So, John, you were down to seven points? Seven. Seven points, yes. Yes. And, Daniel, you're at six. Other, other how does this fucking... Yeah, I'm used to the other kind of uh, stuff. This is the moment where the all the the entire show just screeches to a halt when we figure out how the camera. Works. Yeah, no, I really wish I really wish everybody could see how <laughs> how graceful of a movement that was as we. Uh, yeah, it's up there. I don't really necessarily want this entirely on me either. Well, that's whatever. the name okay. of the game. Uh, what? Daniel, so are you gonna, are you gonna attempt a a guess or onto your gate? I have an idea what it is. Okay. But I'm going to take another gate. How many gates do we have left? Let's see. We have uh, four, five, six, eight, and that's it. So five more? Yes. Well, I'm, I'm not, not good at counting. I'm a guess. You're not. I'm a guess. Number eight. All right. I think I know what it is. Gate eight. I'm at six points. Six points. The author of the story disliked the work, partly because he was only paid $5 per installment, and partly because he was forced to end each chapter of a cliffhanger, which was very unlike his normal style. Gabriel? Yes, Daniel. I 10 out of 10 know what this is. You do? Fantastic. Yes. So not for John, though. Not for John, and also not for myself. Was that? Oh, you're still, you're, you're down a point. If I guess. You're down two points, And I get it right. You? The game ends, and I lose. That's true. John, oh, Yanni over here. Mm-hmm. He, he, oh, my faith, my thing. Oh, Yanni over here. <laughs> He's gonna win if I guess it right. So why do I you think I'm gonna? What? Why do you? Why do you keep calling me Laurel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh. So yeah. What I'll do? Let me think. What I'll do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let it go one more round. Okay. Hopefully. Hopefully, Jonathan will. Uh, right. Will make so a moment. He, here's the thing, Daniel. I don't believe you, and so <laughs> in order, in order for this to really pay off. You need to write down your guess on a piece of paper right now. That you seal the move? Yeah, you've got to seal this move because it's the only way that I will believe that you actually know what this is right now. All right, I'm going to literally take out my notes. Daniel, text it to me, and then I will... That'll, that'll be proof enough. But it'll be on your phone. And well, you don't, I will know the answer. You also <laughs> don't know... Yeah, but you also don't know if I know it or well, no, this is for John's sake, so that way yeah. there's proof. As, yeah, I, okay. I'm the only sake. one that can't. No, I'm still playing. This is and just I, so you can will... really triumph if you do, in fact, win on this. Yeah, and, okay. I, and my face will just be a nice blank if you are right or wrong. No, just, Gabe, right. don't look at it yet. Don't look at it. Oh. You don't need yeah, to look at enough. it right now. That's true. Here, I went text. I texted you. Okay. Don't look at the thing. Okay, vibrate it. Here, let me, let me, let me, uh, you know, swipe it away. 
Oh, that's right. The game's the... Yeah. I can't, I can't okay. do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Yeah, show me the questions. Come okay, on. yeah. It's a fucking thing. All right. So What's going on? <laughs> Daniel, the uh, score yeah. is six to eight. Oh, uh, you I, are choosing to pass. I will pass. I'll go down to five then. Five points. But it's but it's oh John's turn. But now it's John's <laughs> turn. John, do you want to make an attempt? If you know it, this is your victory, like like true blue, or you can go ahead and move on to your gate. Oh no, I don't know it. I, but I'm just also not going to pretend that I know it to try to psych Daniel. That's <laughs> no, fine. Uh, so, Daniel's a very crafty player, to be fair. Did you say gate four was still available? It is. I, w- I would like to find out what's behind gate four. You got it. It's your secret weakness yourself. <laughs> gate four. The makeup effects artist stated that the movie was the bloodiest movie he ever worked on, having used 24 gallons of fake blood for the film. Huh. Interesting. It, it squarely puts me out of my, my not comfort zone, but like, typi- t- yeah, like typically like the super bloody doesn't do it for me in the, in the genre. I'm just kind of like, I don't know. Mm. I, I, I tend to be more like psychological thriller is where, where I go, though I do love monsters. So I'm very intrigued as to what this movie is. I, I, I do not have a guess, so I'm just going to buy some time and I'm going to pass and we're going to, we're going to really see if Daniel knows what he's talking about. Alright, and you, uh, how many points do you go down to? He's at seven points now. You're at seven? Seven? Shouldn't be down to six. I think it's Wait. six. Oh, it's six, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm still down one. Yeah. Hey, if I guess it right. Yeah. We tie, and then I win because I guessed it right. That is a rule. So, in true Dan Nitro Clark fashion. Mm-hmm. You're gonna fall gonna on take- your face? <laughs> uh, I don't believe he ever did. No, he was a destroyer. So. Yeah, he was a destroyer. Unless he did. I don't know. I mean, it, the addiction was really serious, so uh, I'm sure. I think in yeah. the book, he, he does fall on his face a few times. He did. Plus, he, he fell on his face when he threatened to beat us up. I mean, <laughs> you know, let's be honest. Now, I'm going to make a guess. All right, Daniel. try and steal us. Let me get on mic. Okay. Uh, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. If I get this right, mm-hmm. I, I am plus one point. And I win the game. Correct. And John loses. Yes. Wait, hold on. Why if doesn't I, why doesn't Gabe just read your answer then? Because it's what you said. You texted him, right? Uh, I tell you, I, if you want to do it like that. Okay, let's do it like, let's do it like that. Okay. Well, I'm so just Gabriel, saying. I'm, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna steal this. That is my guess. Gabriel, read my guess. Daniel's guess is Herbert West Reanimator. Ooh, nailed it. And Daniel. You are correct. Yeah. You are the winner of Gatekeeper. Wait, no, that's not the psycho music. Daniel enters the labyrinth and slays the Minotaur and exits, leaving John behind, wrapped up in vines, about to be violated like an evil dead. Leave me some chapter books. Daniel, oh, congratulations! You won Gatekeeper. I nitroed. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, like, I, John, do you um, do you like? Have you seen Reanimator? You know, I've never actually seen the movie. No. It is bliss. I absolutely cool. love it. Hmm. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's wild. It's like a, it's, it's a good Lovecraft adaptation because it kind of sheds everything that's shitty about it. Also, FYI, it's a Lovecraft adaptation. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, unless we're going to talk more. No, I'm sorry. No. no, I was expecting it. I thought John was going to say something. John, that was a wonderful <laughs> first attempt. You were so close. 
And I, I enjoy your uh, your insistence that he seal his move. <laughs> you, you are you are a master at elevating suspense. Well, I gotta say, I'm glad I'm that you're interpreting that way, because uh, it just I just come off like a jackass, really. Like <laughs> I I didn't know the answer, and so like my only play was to be like, I don't think this guy knows the answer. And honestly, you, you Billy Mitchell uh, it. It's a little bit, yeah. I Billy Mitchell it. If you wanna, if you wanna go King of Quarters or King, what was that King called? <laughs> King of Kong. King of Kong. King of yeah. Kong. A fistful of quarters. There it is. Uh, feels a little bit too much like American politics. If I'm being honest with you, I didn't know Ooh. the like, I didn't I didn't know the answer. So fuck the other guy. Uh, <laughs> someone's like someone's yeah. very upset that Biden's gonna win. I mean, that's all I gotta yeah. say. I mean, you know, Tough oh, times. God, so. I hope, man, I hope he wins. I just want to throw that out in there into the world that we're recording this. Not prior even joking. To the yeah, no, that's that's not yeah. worth joking about. Let's no. let's put up better energy out there. Yeah, oh hey, God. Daniel, well played, man. Good win. Uh, I'm embarrassed that I talked exclusively about uh, cosmic horror and my love uh, of those <laughs> stories, and didn't even consider uh, Reanimator as uh, an option. Yeah, uh, the only, the only, I think the the big reason why I was even oh, able to I should figure, lead the rest of the clues as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but uh, let me just say, um, the one of the big things that I had actually seen in the movie and my memory did click. It's like, oh, that one. It like if you ever seen uh, Psycho with the opening uh, credits with like yeah like, the, the Bernard little, Herman the, score, the blocks and everything like that. It mm. is literally that. Yeah, and the like, music goes. like it is. It is a stop singing. Stop singing. You don't. You didn't license it <laughs> oh that's uh, very true i don't know i'm pretty sure i'd, I'd beat um i'd beat uh the shazam on that one <laughs> yeah besides eleanor rigby something that they're <laughs> Daniel, going right for eleanor going rigby. right for it all right. all right there were only two other clues and they were gate number five there was a character named hans gruber in the film or at least that used to be his name because um uh the first corpse the first reanimated corpse is named hans gruber huh and gate number six both of the film and story are inspired by another legend of horror literature and film as I'm referring to the older gate Stuart Gordon was like I want some more Frankenstein shit yeah no, that's, that's a good point it's Frankenstein I just really realized that wait so like this ca- this was pre Die Hard right this came out first yes so this had yeah. the first Hans Gruber yeah this is 85 mm-hmm. huh wow I know I don't think anyone's ever confirmed if that was like a reference or if it's just like a coincidence. I mean, Hans Gruber sounds like a generic, like German. good sounding German right. name. So, but I mean, yeah, wow. Plus, huh. uh, even as like even Lovecraft, even like his Lovecraft story, uh, Herbert West, uh, the Reanimator, whatever the fuck it was called, but because um, it wasn't good. Mm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Lovecraft himself too. hated it, and even the Lovecraft scholars are like, no, that's the worst thing he's ever written. Right, it's just the easiest one to adapt into a movie because you don't have to make horrible monsters that he never actually really described that well. Yeah, well, essentially, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but okay. I love that movie with my whole heart. But I tell you what, that's how we play Gatekeeper. 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 And now we're gonna do the best thing in the world, which is go to break. Yeah. When we come back, we're gonna talk about our feelings. Feels. And then we're gonna end the show. All right. Okay. Good. Now everyone, shout out. Going to break. Okay, Papa. Welcome back. Hi. Dear listener readers. What's up? To 
Eleanor Rigby. Sorry. Tesla Reader. I'm still gay. I'm still Daniel. I'm still the ghost of John. Ooh. John Ghost. The spookiest November ever. It's, uh, well, it's, it's the Day of the Dead, isn't it? Um, it is. Yeah. Well, As we're recording this, it is. Yeah. Daniel, you're, okay. the, you're the Mexican one. I don't know Mexican culture. Anyway. You only know about the cartels. I only know about the cartels and their literature. That said. <laughs> uh, yeah, that adds up. That said, so now we're going to talk about books. Uh, we have a book. It's a little thing called A Tiny Little Story called 20th Century Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Now, let me let me, let me me turn this on old Johnny over here. John. Yeah. You Have you read the story before? Before this podcast? Yeah, yes. before like reading yes. it for the show. Yes, okay. yes. So, how what's your what's your feelings about the story? Why did you select this? Why did you why do you want to talk about it? Well, I uh, there, there's two stories uh, at the beginning of this collection, and I love them both for different reasons. Uh, the first one uh, is called uh, I think Best uh, New Horror. Yeah, Best New Horror, uh, which legitimately was the the thing that I read in the last year that actually scared me. Uh, mm. And then there was this clever story. Yeah. uh, And it's a little gross and a little over the top and there's just a lot. Right. But love that. I love the ending of that story. The Mm -hmm. ending of that story is perfect. And it's, it's a story within a story kind of thing. It's real fun. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, but it's a lot. This story, this is like so fucking hackneyed, but like, (laughs) it's like hauntingly beautiful. Right. Like, yeah, it's like, there's nothing scary about it. I got really it. sentimental. Like, yeah, it's a ghost story. It's heartfelt. It, it I, I love the idea. The, the setup at the very beginning of the story is so wonderful about like the the owner of the theater being like, yeah, there's a lot of assholes that come here and say they they claim to see this ghost, and you know I can figure them out in the first thirty seconds because they just they haven't seen it. Uh, but then he talks yeah. about I don't you know. You won't it was believe just, what I just saw. Yeah, it's just like, nah, you're right, I won't, because you're lying, but it it doesn't do me any good. (laughs) I don't know, it's just so sincere, and it just felt, I don't know, it's what I wanted out of a ghost story growing up, right? Like, I never Mm -hmm. wanted to be, like, scared, necessarily, but, like, I don't know, it was, it was like a little love story about movies. Yeah. A gothic love story. A little bit, yeah. 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 Gabriel. Yeah. Feelings. Um, so as you know, Daniel, that I love Joe Hill. Um, I, I think, have you read the story before? Yeah, no, okay. I read his collection like many years ago. That I, I, I'm pretty sure I first heard of him because uh, I heard about horns. They were talking about adaptation for horns, and I'm like, that sounds rad. And I think this is before. I don't know if he he was already outed as being Stephen King's son or not. I think mm-hmm. he might have been. But I read Horns. I absolutely loved it. Um, and then I read a. Uh, um, Heart Shaped Box, which I love even more than Horns. I think that's a that's a fucking tremendous novel. That's one of those things where like that if I if I got a blank check to make a movie adaptation, I'd be like, oh, I kind of want to make an adaptation of Heart Shaped Box because I think it'd be fucking rad and it's just I don't know, it's dark and wonderful. Mm-hmm. And you know, and also I think Nosferatu is maybe one of my favorite books of all time. Like Nosferatu is amazing. Mm-hmm. I hear this show kind of sucks, which is just just too bad. Yeah, I, I haven't heard anything about the Lock and Key show that much, but somebody tells me that they're both kind of like not impressive. I hear the show's good or something like that for Lock and Key. Yeah, John, is it good? Yeah, you like it? I, I I've seen 
I, I haven't finished it yet. I did start it, but I can't seem to, like, like, put my attention to any one series. It's it's good. Uh-huh. It's not, I mean, it's not as great as, as the the graphic novel series is, but, like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the like, they, they, they cram, like, the whole thing into, like, season one, which is just, like, oh, I wow. get I get it, but like I don't know, man. Like they, 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 I feel like they rushed over a lot. Like I, I remember reading the comics and being like, like stricken by the art. The art is so like, it it grabs you. There's something mm-hmm. like deeply scary and intimate. And like 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 what I've always always said about Stephen King stories. There's always this ominous threat of sex, and like Lock and Key, there's plenty of it. Mm-hmm. And then I watch a trailer for the TV show, and I'm like, this looks kind of like the Goosebumps movie. <laughs> but maybe it's really good. I don't know. I just felt that it didn't capture, like, the gothic, like, creepy, sexy, strange, deeply yeah. upsetting You're elements right. what, of the comic. They pushed it way more towards, like, a YA audience. Um, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. But I guess you, 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 it's, you know, like, it was either go that angle or go, like, full American Horror Story. And I'm like, I don't think that would have been the right feeling either. But um, uh, so I I'm a big fan of him. I did not care for the fireman, unfortunately. I thought that was a good idea. That clearly he was spinning his wheels. But I think this this collection of short stories, 20th Century Ghosts, is incredible. And this was I, I believe this was always my favorite story in the collection. You know that. I going to the movies like he says in in the story it's like for those who would go to the Sunday matinee instead of going to church I miss going to the movies so much and this was just kind of like this wonderful little reminder of everything beautiful and wonderful about being obsessed with going to the theater going to these old ancient theaters like it's exactly what John said there's like a like a sentimental like like real beauty to it it's not scary but the 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 romance to it, like it, capital R and lowercase R, are really, really wonderful in it. And it's about the movies and people who love movies and this beautiful ghost girl who shows up during a racer head to like talk about how good it is. That's and then so, dies right next to you. And then you. dies right next to you. <laughs> yes. Legs spread lewdly. Yes. Daniel, what about you? Um, This is your first... How, yeah. much, how much Joe Hill have you read? Uh, I've only read the first volume of Lock and Key. Oh, right. That's it. Like it, Joe Hill, you know, just kind of like what we've done for the show. It's always that... I'm always like, oh, you know, hey, I want to read him. Like, I'd love to do Nosferatu Three for years this show, passed. but it's huge. You know, maybe we'll talk about that. But um, for Christmas, maybe. Uh, but so like, yeah, this is the first thing I've actually truly read from him. Um, <clears throat> and I've always like, I've always wondered if he was going to just like very much feel like just reading Stephen King. You know, mm. it, it's kind of there, but not really there. You know, yeah, not to interrupt you, Daniel, but just just a quick clarification. John, are you a Stephen King fan? Have you read a lot of King? I have not. Somehow. Somehow I missed it. I never, I haven't, I haven't done it yet. Like I've got, hmm. what do I, what do I have on my, my list of like stuff I'll get around to eventually. I got Salem's Lot, like literally a couple feet away from me. Uh, it's just, That's I don't cool. know. Yeah. I've, I've never, never really read. I've read some of his short stories, uh, but not many. Mm. Now you should definitely pick up his, uh, his um, book about writing called Unwriting. It's like one of the best things he's ever written. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so yeah, no, like I've, yeah. So like reading this, uh, yeah, no, it is a goth, it is kind of like a Gothic story and whatnot about like a ghost, a haunting. And it's also very much about like the connection of like a certain place, you know, uh, this, I, I'm trying to think about like also like the importance of that thing in the beginning about like, uh, Alec kind of like saying that people come out here and they pretend to have mm-hmm. a connection to it. 
and then the and then but like I can tell when someone truly has a connection. And and then he kind of describes his own moment when all yeah. of a sudden he fell he had he connected with something, which is not just like this ghost appearing next to him, but like kind of like what it meant and also what it was like seeing what was it? He's um he's seeing Fantasia in theaters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He never and Hill never says the name of the movie. Yeah, but he but he's talking about it and then he but he's also kind of getting over not getting over, he's currently grieving uh for his brother who I think recently had just uh, died in the Pacific uh yeah, War. Pacific theater. Yes. Uh and so like that theater. He, there's this really great moment huh? Yeah, I wonder. Um, there's this great moment where, like, he's like, watch. It's almost like cross cutting, but like, it's all in like the same like sentence and paragraph, or whatever. Between like talking about like what he's seeing on the screen. I've actually never seen this sequence. The the scene with like the big devil that comes up. Uh, out oh of the yeah, and everything. I've actually never seen it. Um, Fantasia- John, how do you feel about Fantasia? Uh, I'm moderately a fan of Fantasia, um, but shout out to uh, an amazing piece of non-fiction. Uh, the, uh, That's oh, a good way to put it. Yeah. The, well, no, I'm talking about the uh, Millicent Patrick is the name of the woman who designed uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon, and she was oh, cool. she was erased from history by men in the Walt Disney Company. Uh, but Gross. there's an amazing book out uh, by Mallory O'Mara, called uh i believe the lady from the black lagoon uh that she she did all of the the genealogy to find out about this amazing woman uh and tell the story but she was an animator at disney and millicent patrick was also one of the animators responsible for the look of that part of fantasia uh so uh it's incredible incredible the name of that book Yep, Lady from Black Lagoon by Mallory O'Mara came out, I think, last year. It's incredible. It's funny. Awesome. It's feminist. It's awesome. It's 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 so good. Just like us. Yeah, that one has always actually been on my radar for a while. Also because I have a weird interest in The Creature of the Black Lagoon. Which yeah, you is really a, do. Which is a movie that will never get like a good remake, I imagine, ever. It's, well, it's we, such we, got, a, we got Shape of Water. We'll, we'll see about that. Um, yeah, Shape of Water. Yeah. Uh, that said, uh, <laughs> no, c- continuing what I was saying. Uh, no, it's so like... There's this moment of like cross cutting essentially between seeing that that sequence of Fantasia of like the demon coming up out of the thing, uh, kind of like re- remember like reading like this like uh, what do you call it? like copied uh, uh, letter from Truman about so sorry about the sacrifice that your brother has made yada yada yada, the hearing about like this this 19 year old uh, woman's uh, like kind of history and everything like that Chris cross cutting and it is very much about like it's like having a moment, for example. In the movies, watching movies about movies where you have like a deeper connection to it where it's almost religious. And it's such a beautiful kind of description of that moment that you really feel it. Yeah. Um, and that's really what for me like this story is about. It's kind of like about that moment and like a true deep connection. And which is why like the like the the sec like the last third of the story is, is almost entirely about people who have had this experience, genuinely had this experience, who all like kind of the what the, the lousy term is getting bit by the bug or whatever sure but like they kind of like they it means something to them and like they get into that world uh and and it's all about kind of like them kind of coming together because like they know the connection they know yeah. the sources and everything. So it's like so, a yeah. metaphor for falling in love with the movies yeah that that's basically what what this is it, falling in love having a religious experience just like being there and whatnot it, it's a it's a it's a really interesting uh, connection so great mo- pick john moving on uh there's one little thing we like to do brought to us by our old dear friends at the poop around podcast that's their name uh, uh old shiny be horny mm-hmm. oh and uh, and his arch nemesis duck 
Phil Laporta. That sounds pretty cool. Yes. Uh, uh, John. Mm. You might have one already, but normally I say whenever someone mentions 20th century ghost, what is that image or idea or passage that pops in your head? What is your hazy memory? Let's say like in 15 years from now, someone like is like, oh, I might be buying this book called 20th century ghosts. Um, what do you remember about it? I will remember a story about a story uh, story about the movies about the movies and then I'll remember something weird about a story uh, where a kid turned into a bug <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one deal Gabe memory I'll just say to you Daniel yeah. in honor of our dear friends the Whip Around podcast Super the Whip Around Podcast. They are not the Fox News show. They are your source for all things weird news. We have no, Sean Hayes bringing you all the macabre and no, Dr. Philip Porter bringing you all the science. All they do is poop. They're a great time. They drop every Whip Around Wednesday. They Give poop them a on listen. Air. It happens Daniel, the whole time. In honor of Sean they're Hayes, a, they're having a what conversation. is your hazy memory? They're having a conversation just pooping regarding that. The regarding. <laughs> Uh, specifically 20th century ghost uh, I, I already kind of said it like the kind of like cross-cutting moment because that's that's an interesting thing that's like more of like a cinematic term but it, it does appear in literary in, uh, in literature and just kind of seeing that used in this way by Joe Hill is very very inventive and I was actually a huge fan of it mm. Gabe yeah how much do you poop for the poop around podcast um I poop all the poops oh memories uh, let's see um so I had read this before mm-hmm. so my hazy memory was just like like I'd forgotten a lot about it, to be perfectly honest. But it is that moment with uh with actually it's, it's so much of it. But where Alec uh, first stops like the kid and like the first time he describes a person who's actually seen Imogen, and it's it's wonderful. Like like he says like like all oh, these guys show up. I'm like you won't believe what I fucking saw. This girl was like, please help me. And then it describes uh, just the kid being like, I left my coke in there. Uh, there's a girl and just you know it's just talking about like antiquity and loving the movies and so I think it's just a really really wonderful story yes so clearly we all hated this story clearly the story is bullshit from fucking suck sandwich god damn good job John wait a fuck it John no I'll see myself out (laughs) <laughs> well, before you do, let's let's put the story aside. Maybe we'll return to, maybe we'll return to Joe Hill in the future. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, the, ha- the mystery is a hazy mistress. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, l- let's let's do a little thing we like to do called plugs, and let's go to the ghost of the most over here, John B. Horny. <laughs> wow. Uh, John, uh, do you have anything? <laughs> John Stoneface. You want to, that you want to plug uh, that you want our listeners to kind of pay attention to or where can they can find you? Well, um, first of all, I'm concerned that you've been watching me and, and you haven't talked about the fact that I'm not wearing pants. Uh, so oh. the, the, the horny thing, a little spot on, uh, weird. <laughs> uh, but no, plugs, plugs, plugs. I got so many things to plug. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I am uh, currently, uh, I would love for you to check out a couple of my podcasts. Uh, one of them uh, has been going on for a couple years now. Uh, comedian Glenn Tickle and I are rewriting the entirety of Wikipedia uh, off the top of our heads one page at a time in the Improvised Wikipedia podcast. Uh, perhaps you already uh, know about it because uh, Gabe came and we talked. Uh, we t- yeah, what do we talk about, Gabe? 
We talked about Goosebumps and R.L. Oh, Stein. yeah. It was great. He came on and he got to pick a topic for us to rewrite the Wikipedia page for. And he picked one about a book so he could plug this podcast. Because he's, he's, he's a good Swayze. boy. He's a good boy. I walked in that recording ready to talk about Patrick Swayze. And you're like, maybe not a dead person because that would be sad. And yeah, like, that's fair. And he's been was. dead for a while, though. Still sad. <laughs> Still sad. Still sad. He had hey, a very sad death. The other thing I would love for you to check out, it's cancer? a fun, improvised... No, I don't want you to check out cancer. Why would I want you to oh. check out cancer? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow, Daniel. Uh. Man, you win You win one game of Gatekeeper against me, and suddenly you're wishing cancer on people. Jeez. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. No, it's I, all good. I wasn't wishing. I wasn't wishing on anyone still living. I was just. I was just only on the dead. Confirming. Yeah. I was um, confirming that that was the cause of death. Honestly, <laughs> zombie cancer completely fine by me. Okay. No, uh, check out uh, this fun uh, podcast. It's a completely improvised uh, comedy podcast uh, called Escape the Podcast. Uh, if you're a fan of Comedy Bang Bang uh, or Mystery Science Theater 3000, but not the movies, the part where they're like mad scientists uh, and mm-hmm. robots and stuff like that, you'll love it. Uh, I and uh, very funny comedians Justin Passano uh, are being tortured on the moon by a mad scientist who is making us go through endless escape rooms. It's a ton of fun. You can check it out at escapethepod.net. John, I listened to the whole, um, all the episodes so far coming up to today. It is really, really fucking funny. It oh, is, thank it you. It is wonderful. I was playing um, uh, Binding of Isaac while listening to it in preparation for you being on our show. And I believe at one moment, uh, at one point, um, uh, someone says the phrase, boy, your, your life sounds really sad. It sounds like you wake up every day, shit in a bucket, and eat a pickled egg. And I just, uh, yeah, I just like howled of laughter. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a really good show. And if, even if I didn't know you, I'd think it's a really great show. So listeners, I highly recommend escape the podcast. Thank you so much, Gabe. I feel validated as a human and I might sleep tonight now. Yeah. Uh, sleep, sleep. That's my mission. Sleep, sleep. I'm gonna write a review for you guys tonight. Oh yay! Escape the pod. Listeners, don't forget to write and rate review subscribes things. Yeah. Write reviews for these shows because we need you. Mm. Is that all, John? Is- Anything else to plug? Uh yeah, no, I am sorry, I was distracted uh, by my genitals. Uh yeah, <laughs> yeah no. You really are I, pantless pantless, aren't you? That yeah. sounds like your like lifetime original movie. Distracted yeah, well, by my genitals. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, one last plug, but it's not a thing yet, but it will be soon. Uh, Gabe knows about this project. Uh sometime after the election when I have the emotional uh <laughs> the emotional bandwidth? capacity and bandwidth to release it, uh I'll be launching a fun new podcast uh called Rechop. Uh, Uh, where we talk about cooking and where we uh, redo a a basket from the TV show Chopped. It's a lot of fun. And I'm sure uh, you'll all check out Gabe's episode because we talk about uh, Chinese porridge for a very long time. Hell yeah. It's a great time. John, I recommend having Daniel on your show as well because Daniel's also at least as good a cook as I am, if not better. Ooh, let's do it. But let's wait till after the election and I understand yeah, how yeah, I yeah. feel as a person. Our, well, in, in only two days, I believe, right? I think so. Well, that's, when it, that's when it ends. Tuesday's know. when it happens. Yeah, we'll see. Of all, all the mail stuff happening, I I'll bet be, there's going to be a lot of fuffle. Yeah. I'm Daniel, afraid plug. it's never ending. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me plug? Um, I have a, yeah, a lot to plug. Um, 
First off, because uh, a lot of things are happening, especially this past week. Uh, for example, right now, all y'all out there can start listening to, uh, who aren't subscribed to Wondery Plus, can listen to Dr. Death Ooh. Season 2. The first two episodes are available right now. Um, coincidentally, uh, th- this coming week, uh, episode 3 of the season will be coming out, which is the only episode I have not heard because I did not cut that together. Hey. Uh, but uh, also very important, apparently you need to subscribe to its own kind of like show feed and whatnot. So I thought it doesn't just like pop up for season 1. You literally need to sign up for Dr. Death Season 2. Okay. But no, that's fucking out. I'm super fucking psyched about it. Uh, the first two episodes are out. I'm really happy that I was a part of that and i can't wait for all y'all to hear how that case turned out including the bonus episode that is going to be episode five i won't spoil it but i'm very excited for you all to hear what that is is daniel freestyle rapping for an hour yeah just an hour they really were just like listen this is a dumb (laughs) idea but we think we think we got something here um also i want to say it has been announced there is a trailer out and you subscribe to the feed but on november 10th uh, another Wondery show is coming out called Do No Harm. Mm. That is one where I edited every single uh, uh, episode of that, all six episodes. And it is also more upsetting than Dr. Death. Somehow. Somehow, because it involves children uh, and like a child protective services tearing away children from their parents for little to no reason at all. And basically uh, uh, during a time, especially in that area of Texas, where like you just needed one little hint of like someone writing down like could be symptomatic of child abuse. And they'll be like, sorry, I know like it's physically impossible for this to happen, but we're going to take your children away. But yeah. when I'm like making soup in the kitchen and I'm like, hey, Daniel, do you want some soup? And you walk by like bleary eyed and kind of like <laughs> deeply in something. I'm like, oh, he was editing that show. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy because oddly enough, I'm actually editing the last episode right now. Uh, so it's coming out soon, though. So Maybe. I'm very excited for you all to hear that. It is quite a, it is quite stressful, but we'll, we'll we'll see what that's like. Watch out for episode five. Um, but that said, also you can follow me on Twitter at Top Gaunt Radio, and also on Twitter. Wait, no backgrounds. Let me, do, <laughs> let me take it back. Uh, Twitter is Top Gaunt Radio. Instagram is Slow Readers. But uh, also, I'm sorry, my fiction. Uh, they're available anywhere you get ebooks. There are books on Amazon. Uh, the Shadow from the Deep and A Cook in the Kingdom. Upmarket! Hey! <laughs> Speculative what? fiction. That's you! I'm an upmarket kind of guy in a, yeah. in a material world and a upmarket something world. world. Gabriel, plug. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't done it already, please check out Self-Evident Asian America Stories. It is a story about my life, episode three, when I produced for it for season one. It's called The Talk We Were Supposed to Have. They're going strong in season two. They're dealing with Asian American issues, especially of COVID and all the craziness. It's kind of a fucking nightmare, but the show is really excellent. Please check out my episode. Give the show a review, subscribe, everything, because they're amazing. They're doing amazing work, and I love them. Uh, please check out the other Top Gaunt radio show. It is AP Film, taught by film school professionals, where Katie Kometz and Melo Morones decide to create their own film school because they were not allowed to go to film school. They have their own curriculums. They are taking a brief hiatus just for a week because they watch too many movies every week for Horror Film Week. I tried to tell them not to do it, but they did it anyway. But... They're going to be having a lot more fun, talking about more movies, and um, I think they're a really great time. I think the girls are hilarious. Uh, I recently became the newest producer for Maximum Fun Radio, one of the best podcast companies in the world, Mm -hmm. I'm really proud to say. I'm now the producer of One Bad Mother, a podcast about parenting, self-care, and acceptance, non-judgmental parenting, where Biz Ellis and Teresa Thorne just very hilariously interview people and break down the fucking shitstorm we're in, all from the guise of compassionate parenting. 
I am very proud to say it's not going to happen yet. It's coming in a couple weeks. I got the host of my favorite podcast to guest on One Bad Mother. The host of Dear Young Rocker, Chelsea Erson, is going to be on the show because I kept on bugging her with emails. So I'm very, 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 very proud of that. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, check out One Bad Mother. Um, Go to all the Maximum Fun podcasts. They're amazing. And shit, follow me on fucking Instagram at uh, Mm reed.richards. That's it. Nice. And uh, that's the... No, before we go, totally. uh, John, I almost called you Ron. Straight up. (laughs) That's that's all right, Jan. That would have been the ultimate power move. (laughs) Uh, John, thank you so much for being on our show. It is a pleasure to do any kind of funny anything with you. And really, I'm so not kidding. I think Escape the Podcast is one of my new favorite shows. I think you guys are great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Thank you for respectfully destroying me at Gatekeeper. Uh, And I'm... (laughs) I'm excited to check out some upmarket uh, speculative fiction now. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. All from at Margaret Atwood. Yeah, there you go. All right. But yeah, thank you so much, John. Uh, you're always welcome back. It was such a pleasure to have you. you yeah, if you want to come back for when we do Nosferatu, just let us know. I'll start reading it now. It's really long. It's going to take a while. <laughs> but it's really I understand. Good. It's a chapter book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that, there, there are some drawings, though. On that note... That's the end of the show. Bye. 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 Top Gallant Radio. Brought to you by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabe Mara.